Hey, well, hey, it's September, Ryan, and you know, uh, we started our new little series called uh, the Root Canal Records Review Roundup. So I think it's time we get into it, because we got Shania Twain to talk about, and we got the ghost inside. This is the Root Canal Records Review Roundup. Woo! And that's right, we're back. Ryan is doing some sick-ass hammer-ons on the high end of his bass. Yo, Ryan, what, uh, what, 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 uh, what note is that? What are you on? That's uh, the dirty, the dirty note. Are you above yeah. the fret? Are you above the fret or are you on the first fret? What are we doing? Are you bending? First fret. Oh, okay. You're One, not- zero, zero. So you're not bending above? No, no. First you're not, fret. You're not doing that dirty shit. All right. Well, speaking of dirty shit, uh, where are you? Second know- fret. Third fret. Second fret. First fret. Just repeat on non stop. Zeros. Zeros. I- zeros. Oh, zeros. Okay, I'm done. And this makes for great podcast content for all the listeners at home. But speaking of great podcast content, we're back here for another week of our music fucking section where we talk about everything from live music, set reviews, new albums, new singles, uh, shows that we just saw, and, you know, just the shit that kind of brought us all together as friends. I know we talk about, like, everything kind of did bring us together as friends, but music is, like, the cornerstone of it, of it all. But speaking about some spicy music topics, Ryan... This is one of the topics you submitted a couple weeks ago, and uh, I think it's time we bring it to light. Shania Twain. Are we talking about her discography? My girl. The whole thing. The whole discography. Specifically, uh, the two albums she released in, like, uh, it was the late 90s and then early 2000s. I forget the name of the first one, but the second one was Up. They are masterpieces. Hit after hit. Single after single. If you're look, if you're not into Shania Twain, we gotta talk. There's a problem here. Okay. And I feel like a woman. What album is that uh, off of? That's the that's the one I can't remember right. Uh, it was uh, or oh, come on over. Uh, come on. Was the album with man? I feel like a woman. Uh, Love gets me every time. From this moment on, oh my god, oh. you're still the one. Oh, still, still I the do one. Know that's on. Okay. Like, come on. Yeah. What sure. a hit. She's got something like that, she, that. Don't impress me much, dude. I remember listening to that, that in school, and like people would learn like dance it, like that. Don't impress me, you know, like get that whole. So thing. good. Yeah. You know why uh, this album and Up, the one after, are so good? She was married to uh, I forget the guy's name, Mutt, Mutt Lang. Mutt Lang. Yeah. That's a fake name, but anyway, go on. No, he <laughs> no. he was a producer for all like the great. Uh, 70s and 80s rock bands like ACDC, Def Leppard, uh, did all that stuff. And he produced her records. So they have like this, like, punch to them. That's like, this, cool. like, this grit that, like, each, each section just hits so hard. And that, it's brilliant. I had, so Up came out in 2002. I had the CD, I JVC CD player. And, that was that was like my first celebrity crush. It was like was it actually eight nine years old nine years old I think was into it. Yeah, as a, as a young boy. But yeah, that was like the first thing where it's like these kids were like, "This is the new fucking hotness." Like Shania Twain's out. Uh, I feel like that was like one of my first exposures to like I don't know like one suggestive country music, but also two like just kind of like not country music in general because I definitely heard like. 
older country growing up a bit with like my mom and dad a little uh big johnny cash fan stuff like that but this was like my first exposure to like pop country at a young age and every fucking thing shania twain put out was a banger it's like when you when i would listen to the her on my cd player whatever when i was a kid like i just liked the music i didn't I didn't analyze music yet. I just listened. And I saw what sparked this whole renaissance of Shania for me. Oh, I I recently watched her documentary on Netflix that she came out with. And uh, it sparked this whole Shania renaissance for me. The Shania renaissance. Shania renaissance. And uh, so, I mean, since I stopped listening to CDs in 2008, whenever, I hadn't heard her aside from like the radio. Yeah. I went back and was listening to all this music I used to listen to as a kid, reanalyzing it as an adult, and I'm like, man, like this laps way harder than I even remember. Would you call? It's, sorry, not to interrupt you. It, more than anything, it's just brilliantly produced music. That's kind of what I wanted to, like, touch on because you're, like, going that way. You know, because, like, here at Kicking Teeth, we really like to fuck with a lot of different genres, and that's not because like, we're really fucking hip and pretentious. It's just, like, that we get bored really easily. Again, the ADHD, that's, like, been the theme of the episode. <laughs> um, but, like, and that's... So, like, with that, I don't want to, like, pigeonhole anybody or, like, put anybody in a category. But now that you've kind of, like, gone through the renaissance, like, between the time from when you were a kid, because when I was a kid, I was like, this is real country, which, I mean, it might not be, like, the most, like, soul-crushing. But also, it's, like... Pop country is real country. Even if you don't like it, it still is, like, you know, it's catchy, it's successful, people love pop country. There still is, like, yeah. a bit of the original root. It might not be folky. But after your renaissance, like the Shania Twain renaissance, now with, like, kind of, like, you know, your more experienced ears, would you say Shania, the, at least, I guess, yeah, most of her discography falls more pop or more country? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's definitely not like first album that she came out with i guess she didn't even write a lot of it like assigned and then she had there were people writing songs for her or them then once she got uh, working with her to be husband right together it definitely wasn't country yeah it had country elements it had lap steel in it give it the twang it was it was pop it was rock and roll Ooh, I like I like that you add like that was a very definitive. Just like it was not only pop, it's fucking rock and roll. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, she she had a, a, the one of the most quintessential rock producers from the seventies and eighties. Yeah, I mean, it's gonna be rock and roll. Yeah. Ooh, speaking of rock and roll, you got that couple of amps and guitars in the background. Anyway, we'll get to that later. That's not for anything on purpose. <laughs> We're not gonna get into that yet. But all right, right. But, but I I did go from listening to Shania and then I immediately went to listen to the Devil Wars Prada. So that kind of shows the audience how our music tastes go <laughs> over here at uh, Kicking Teeth. Yeah, don't you're never safe. That's just understand. You know we don't feel safe about our own. I interests. confused the heck out of my wife. Oh, uh, dude. Oh, wait, what are we listening to? Yeah, yeah. Luckily, Laura is like. Uh, Laura definitely has better music taste than me in general, so, like, it's okay. She forget. I'm forgiven a lot in this house, and that means a lot. Um, but, <laughs> uh, speaking of forgiveness, Ryan, if you're, you know, and Sh- Shania might have to forgive you herself after this, because this is a very cruel and crucial thing you have to say, because it's always hard when you have to narrow it down. But, Ryan, 
Favorite Shania Twain album and song, go. I have to say up just because I listened to that the most as a kid. So that like most a favorite song off that album. Looking at it right now. I'm cheating. Can you say the album one more time? I think you dropped out for a second. Oh, it's called up. Oh, okay. UP UP exclamation point. Like the there's movie? like th- there's like three versions that they recorded an international version, a standard pop version, and then the country version. And they all sound a little, they're produced differently. Like the cool. di- like the Disney movie with a really happy intro, right? Right, right. Okay, I am. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna get you good is pretty good song. I really like how instruments drop out in the chorus. Yeah, it's a pretty cool effect. I've always been pretty turned on by that. Yeah, been turned on by audio. It's true. I, hey, hey, that's why you're the musical fucking producer of this show, man. Uh, Audiophile. Oh god, I hate when people reference call themselves audiophiles. I'm like, I'm gonna choke you with the ball. I'm gonna, you're gonna die by a fucking like, I don't know, a fucking rutabaga. You're gonna have a rutabaga. <laughs> yeah. Delicious. In a video game, of course. Um, but yeah, yeah. I I I really do feel like maybe <laughs> fucking Shania. T- like the first time I heard that, don't impress me much. I'm like, well, you know what, Dad? My bisexual awakening is happening in sixth grade. Anyway, um, don't impress me. Yeah. So all right, so up it is. Um, cool. Well, hey, we're talking about a little bit of Shania, and now we're gonna get to the next part of uh, Root Canal Records. Uh, I'll make this pretty uh, quick if I can. I just want to, I've kind of like been trying to do some contrast stuff. So I want to do kind of two things in different areas. So the first is um, the Ghost Inside live album after their first return, uh, after the bus accident, after everything like that. Um, I believe it's called Rise from the Ashes. It's available on Spotify and it's their live set. I can't remember. I think it's in like LA or California. There's a DVD or like a video. Um, But I listened to that recently. Um, And the Ghost Inside in college specifically, but, like, through a lot of, like, times of my life were definitely inspirational. I mean, their music is, like, hard-hitting as shit. It's always been a lot of, like, self-encouragement and just, like, powerful. The first time you hear Avalanche, like, oh, my God, you know. Right? It just, like, motivates you to keep fighting and, like, keep going on. I know it sounds, like, really edgy and sh- stupid, but, like, really that... Uh, yeah, and it means even more after their whole accident. Like, well, so that's that's why man. this... And, Ryan, like, if you have the time and anybody at home... Even if you don't like heavy music, take a, a couple like an hour to listen to this. Seeing like, and they even have like bits like like he's doing the speeches like Jonathan or whatever is doing the speeches on stage, and they're talking about like you know we're returning after all this. It's for like the people that we lost during this. It is like just the most welcoming return I've ever heard, and there's no band that fucking deserves it more after what they've been through. Like it is the production value. It's it's not the ghost inside is back after the accident. Is the ghost inside is fucking back. Like the drums, incredible. The fucking production, the thickness of the guitars, the bass, the vocals, and then they have the perfect audio mix with the crowd. Where like you see them coming back for the first time, and the crowd is like, "My family is fucking home." You know, like it is just like these heroes are fucking back. So one shout out to the ghost inside. But two. Who was it? Was it the was it the drummer who lost a leg? Yeah, I uh, I I. It's my fault for not knowing his name. We can tag it in the comments. Everybody knows his name. Tag. It. I know his Instagram handle is like ill i l l grip. Um, he's been posting a ton of videos of him like playing backstage now. Now that he's got a back, and he always leaves the prosthetic leg just on the side. 
<laughs> because him and I think him and his dad made a contraption where he can use his knee, essentially. Right. Um, but no, really, just like that is the first album. Um, Goes inside like formative band for me, huge um, like late stage in life for sure, especially with hardcore. But just like one, if you're in like just want to feel wholesome and feel like just. Not pride, but like just happiness for a band that like deserves it more than a lot a lot of bands and have worked so hard to come back. It is so cool to yeah. see them with the crowd. Um, They're a very cool band. So to contrast that um, with heavy music and kind of like darker things, uh, Reading Lees just happened, and there were a bunch of bands that played. But a new song that I've been fucking with a bunch for the past week is "Happiness" by the 1975. Um, They've put out a dance edit and a regular edit. I prefer the dance edit because it just it's so funky. But Ryan, you gotta listen to this shit. It's right up your alley. The production. I haven't I haven't heard it yet, but I love the 1975. It's very much. It feels like first of all, it sounds like um, what was I listening to? Oh, it sounds like their song "The Sound." Like I was listening to it, and I think the key is the same. Like it's got the same like gyrating kind of motion of flows, you know. And I think you can even fit the lyrics and the key into the song, but it's much more like disco. Like it's not the same song. It's happiness is much more discoy and like kind of groovy. Um, so yeah, that's just kind of like what I've been like vibing to for the past kind of like week or two. Uh, the ghost inside has been very encouraging and happiness has just been like, and like the 1975 has been like giving me that just like general, like, Oh man, it's time to fucking groove and move my hips and have a fucking good time. Like not feel bad. So it's, uh, yeah, I guess that's they're 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 always good for that for like synth pop groove vibe. And all in com- like if you put like good headphones on and you put on the nineteen seventy five, like you're in it, like you're fully immersed. I I dude, I wanted to buy shows for the uh, tickets for that MSG show that is coming up for the next one because I know it's gonna be historic. But you know, it's hard to re- reach every show in in this economy. Um, but yeah, <laughs> for real though, yeah. I think that's where we're going to leave Brew Canal Records off for this week. Uh, we talked about Shania. We talked about uh, so Ghost Inside and also the, uh, the 1975. Check it out next week. We'll have another episode of Brew Canal Records. You can check it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and where else you ever find uh, Kicking Teeth. Uh, but, yeah, give us a rate. Give us a review on Apple and Spotify. It helps us a fucking ton. It helps us keep doing this and really just helps us keep working and make better content on a better podcast anyway. So we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. 